Almighty God's Word is our guidebook for life. And His Word has parameters for our behavior and our actions. It's our guidebook, and it has boundaries that we are to exist within. It's like every building has boundaries. It has walls. There are, there's a space within which we exist. And God sets the boundaries for our own good, just like any loving parent sets boundaries for their children. He made those borders and boundaries as a blessing. And He blesses us for obedience. His Word makes that clear. And as we read last week, it's written in 2 Timothy chapter 3 that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly, thoroughly equipped for every good work. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. All. And that word man there means any human being, male or female. And that's by the definition of the word itself, the Greek word that's translated to man. It's also sometimes translated men. As we'll see as we go through the message today, there are other passages of Scripture that translate that same Greek word into plurals. But it doesn't mean just men. It doesn't just mean man. It means all human beings. All Scripture is for everyone, not just men, not just women. It's written in the very first book of the Old Testament that God created light. And it's written in 1 John chapter 1 and verse 5, This then is the message which we have heard of Him and declare unto you that God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. How much darkness? None. None. Zero. Absolutely none. None at all. No darkness in God. He created light in the world from His own essence, because He is light. And this message is the second part in the series that I've called Boundaries. Now, I could probably do a hundred messages on this topic, but we're only going to do a few. God's Word provides those parameters for our lives, the boundaries for our lives on this earth. And today we're going to look at one of those boundaries that has many facets, and that is the light, the light versus the darkness. And I trust that this message is for all of us today. But before we go on, I want us to pray. Heavenly Father, I ask that You would give me unction, Lord. Help me to speak Your Word. Help me to speak Your truth. Guide us, Lord, through Your Word. We are lost without Your guidance, and we are easily led astray. Please help us to yield to You. Turn us completely to Yourself through Christ. God, I ask that You would overwrite any deception and any false teaching that may have come into us throughout our lives, and give us spiritual wisdom from above. Please clear and eliminate any distractions. And thank you, Lord, for cleansing us. Thank you, Father. I yield to you. Please help me to speak clearly and concisely. And I ask that you would bless everyone within the sound of my voice, whether here in this room or 
through the online venues where this message will continue to be heard. Let me say nothing more and nothing less than what you want me to say. And all of God's people said, amen. We're going to start with Ephesians chapter 5. And you'll find that if you want to use the Bibles there in your seats on page 1799, if you want to follow along that way, we will also have it up here on the screen, page 1799, and the Bible's there in your seats, Ephesians chapter 5. And this is what's written there. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. Now, God is light. We're the children of God through Christ, and He wants us to imitate Him. Be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given Himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. But, but, fornication, which is sex outside of marriage or sex with someone you're not married to, fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you, as is fitting for saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know that no fornicator, no unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. Do you hear the boundaries there? God sets the boundaries. He says, here's the boundaries. We're to stay within them. Because the wrath of God comes upon the children, we can say, of disobedience. For you were once darkness. You used to be darkness. But now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Do you see the connection? Be imitators of God. You could say be imitators of the light as dear children. For you are children. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Now, that's a hard one for us because we've all grown up hearing within the church, judge not lest you be judged. But God's Word says expose darkness. Expose those unfruitful works of darkness, for it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light, for whatever makes manifests is light. And therefore he says, awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. I know I went a little further than what we had up here. Christ will give you light. Father, we ask that you would add your blessing 
to the reading and hearing of your word. In the beginning, God said, let there be light. And there was light. God said, let there be light. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. God did that. He set the boundaries. Here's light. Here's not light. Here's light. Here's darkness. God called the light day, and darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. So light and darkness coexist. They exist at the same time, and yet they are separate and different. They exist at the same time, and yet right now, somewhere in the world, it's dark. Right now, here, it's light. Even though they originate from the same source, they are still separate and they are different. And this is a metaphor for our lives. Either we're walking and living in the light or we are walking and living in the darkness or we're somewhere in the middle, which God calls being lukewarm. There's no good outcome of that kind of existence. His Word makes that clear. Now, In Genesis chapter 1, verses 14 and 15, we hear that God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years. In other words, mark your calendar by those lights. And that's how the calendar was set up originally. I'm not going to get into all of that, but we're no longer under that system of the calendar. It's been changed. And then in Genesis 1 and 15, we hear, Let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth, and it was so. Now, I know it's hard to put that connection together, but this really is relevant. God is light. God made light shine on the earth. He made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night, and He made the stars also. He is the Creator. God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning was the fourth day. Do you hear the boundaries there? There are boundaries that we live by. We may not call them that. We might not say, well, there's the parameters within which we live. But that's what they are, light versus darkness. And this is why We hear of it in relationship to how we are in existence here on this earth. There's a difference between light and darkness. Genesis and God, John's gospel record start with the exact same phrase, in the beginning. Genesis and John's gospel record, both, start. In the beginning, it says in John chapter 1, was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. Now, that word men there is the same word that's translated, which means men and women. It's not just men. That life was the light of humankind. And when we look in John chapter 8 and verse 12, we hear this, Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. 
He's the light of the world. In Him is life. We receive that life. And when we are born again, born anew, we are brought into the family of God. We are brought into Christ's family. Life was in Christ in the beginning. And that life was the light of humankind. We look at this word that's translated. It's from the Greek word anthropos. Means human beings, whether male or female, and the same word is translated man in 2 Timothy chapter 3, which we opened with. All scripture is given by inspiration of God, is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man or the people of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. And he says all, he means all scripture. So we may like to think, well, I don't have to read that part. And I've heard preachers even say, well, that's Old Testament. We don't have to read that. We don't have to study that. We don't have to learn that. But God says all Scripture. I'm going with all Scripture. And so I bring in Genesis and I bring in John's gospel record because they are interconnected in showing us the boundaries that we are to live by. In John chapter 1 and verse 5, the light shines in the darkness. It is written, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And so what's that word, comprehend? I don't know, did I put the, the, yes, I did. Okay, there it is. To lay hold of, to lay hold of so as to make one's own, to obtain, to attain to, to make one's own, to take into oneself, appropriate, to seize upon, take possession of, of evils overtaking one as the last day overtaking the wicked with destruction of a demon about to torment one in a good sense of Christ by His holy power and influence, laying hold of the human mind and will in order to prompt and govern it, to detect, catch, and lay a hold of with the mind, to understand, to perceive, to learn, to comprehend. Why would that word be used? The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There's two different aspects of darkness. It's not comprehending the light. It's not overcoming it. Darkness was and is unable to overtake the light because darkness is the absence of light. Darkness can never win over light. Never! It doesn't matter how much darkness is in the world. It doesn't matter how much darkness pours upon this world. The light will always prevail. Christ is that light, and that light will always prevail. It doesn't matter what else happens. We all need to be comprehending that ourselves. We need to know that Almighty God is in control, whether or not it looks as if He is. He's allowing things for His purposes to bring about His plan of salvation for humankind. We are the beneficiaries of His plan. We receive what He offers, and that is light. You see, because there are boundaries. And He says, this is light, and this is darkness. And He sets up those boundaries, not us. We don't get to pick and choose what we want to call light or darkness. He already has set those things in place. There was a man sent from God. This is written in John chapter 1, verses 6 through 8. 
This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of the light. And then some, there were some who believed that John was the light. They thought he was the Messiah. He was the voice crying in the wilderness, leading people to Christ. But he wasn't the light. His role was to guide others to the light. And in that sense, we are all John the Baptists. We are all to lead others to the light. That was the true light. It's written in John chapter 1 and verse 9. That was the true light which gives light to everyone coming into the world. Because again, that word man there is anthropos. All men and women. Christ is that light which gives light to every woman and man in this world. Christ. We find consistency in the New Testament and the Old Testament. Boundaries were set by our Creator from the beginning. The physical boundaries also serve as a metaphor that describe or show or reveal to us the spiritual boundaries that Almighty God has set. In Isaiah chapter 9, it is written, The people walked in darkness. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. And it's referring to Christ. In Isaiah chapter 42, it's written, And I will bring the blind by a way they did not, they know not. I will lead them in paths that they have not known. I will make darkness light before them and crooked things straight. These things will I do into them and not forsake them. How many of you know that God is not going to forsake you no matter what happens on this planet? If you're walking in the light as He is in the light, you need not fear what others can bring upon you. If God be for you, who can be against you? Well, they can come against you, but ultimately, we, by Christ, win. And you've probably heard that before. It's not original to me. It's His will being done. The boundaries, those physical and spiritual boundaries show us the light and darkness. In the first chapter of Luke's gospel record, we hear John the Baptist's dad prophesying about John and his cousin, the one we call Jesus, Yahashua. It's written there, Now his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation, speaking of Christ, raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. And he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets who have been since the world began that we should be saved from our enemies and that the hand of all who hate us to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear." And it doesn't say in wickedness and unrighteousness. It says in holiness and righteousness. Before him all the days of our life. And you, child, speaking to John, will be called the prophet of the highest. For you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, which 
with which the day spring from on high has visited us to give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. You see, Christ came to give that light. He wasn't just containing it. He wasn't just holding it. He was sharing it. He gave it to all of us through those who've come before us. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe in Him would not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send His, world, His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. He who believes in Him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation. Now hear what the condemnation is. That the light has come into the world, and men, guess what word that is? Men and women love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. God is light. We come to the light. We live in the light, we shine the light, we draw others out of darkness and into the light. Jesus spoke to them again, and we read this before in John chapter 8 and verse 12, I, He, is the light of the world. Whoever follows Him should not walk in darkness, but have the light of life, His instruction. He said, if you love Me, keep My commandments. That's what He said. Now, in John chapter 12, we hear this, I am come, this is Christ Himself speaking, I am come, a light unto the world, that whosoever believeth on Me should not abide in darkness. Should not. That's the boundary. You've got light, and you've got darkness. We're either going to live in the light, or we're going to live in the darkness. There's a difference. It's not the same. We might call it the same, but God doesn't. When our Lord sent Paul to preach, He gave him boundaries. In Acts chapter 26, it's written, I will deliver you from the Jew Jewish people as well as from the Gentiles to whom I now send you to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. Now, do we see that connection between light and darkness? God is light. In Him is no darkness at all. And Satan is darkness that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in Me. There are two different realms. There are boundaries. And we either live within the boundaries or we are outside of them. And outside of those boundaries, we are no longer in the light. We might pretend like we are. There are people that come into buildings like this every week, and they're the best ones sometimes. But they're living in darkness. And God showed me this very clearly throughout my walk with Him. And that's the thing that Christ Himself criticized the most, was those people that were the most religious who were faking it. I'm not accusing you all of that, but I want you to understand, God knows. I don't, but He knows. Are you within the boundaries that He set, or are you outside of those boundaries? He made it clear 
In Romans chapter 13, verses 10 through 14, we hear this, love does no harm to a neighbor. Light does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love Light is the fulfillment of the law. And do this, knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than we first, when we first believed. Do you think we're further away now than when this was written nearly 2,000 years ago? Or do you think maybe we're just a little bit closer than they were when he was writing this? The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. Put on Christ, put on light. This is what God is calling His people to do. Not just now, but most especially now. He has always called His people to light. He has always called His people to operate within the boundaries that He set. And too many are flippantly walking around this earth doing whatever they want, not paying attention to God's Word, not doing what God said, and He's angry with them. He's angry with His people who have turned their backs on Him. He is angry, and I feel His righteous anger. He's a righteous God. He is not unrighteous. He is on top of it. If you think somehow you're going to get away with something, John Pistorius, you're mistaken. And I say that to myself. And you all can hear that, because I'm the first one that gets the message. He's telling me that I can't do anything in the darkness. And I pray to Him that I never do. I ask for His guidance. I want you all to be there when we arrive, when He says, okay, well done, good and faithful servant. I don't want you to be among those who are confused and say, what just happened? He kicked me out. I'm not getting in. Because they're the ones that say, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we cast out demons in your name? And he says, get out of here. I don't know you. These are people who walked and talked the faith but didn't live it. They weren't within the boundaries. And he sends them packing off to that place that I don't want to see anybody go. And I'm telling you, folks, he knows. And sometimes he brings things to my attention. And I don't like it. I don't like when he reveals things to me, and he says, you got to deal with this. And you'd think I was really being silly if I told you some of the stuff that he points out to me. But it's not about those things. It's about obedience, because obedience is walking in the light. Put on Christ. Christ is light. Put on light. In Matthew chapter 5, we hear this, you, you, you are the light of the world. A city that's set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men, guess what word that is, everybody, humankind, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven, and in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, we hear this, 
For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. God commanded light to shine out of darkness. Why do you think that they made that connection here in the New Testament Scriptures? Because it is a metaphor for what He is doing in all of our lives. God is commanding light to shine in our lives. He's commanding the darkness to flee. And all of us simply need to walk in those parameters, those boundaries that He set. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, we hear this, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? You see, righteousness is equivalent to light. Unrighteousness is the equivalent of darkness, spiritually speaking, folks. In Ephesians chapter 5, it's written, For you were sometimes darkness, but now are you light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. Where are the boundaries? Find out what the boundaries are and live within them. It's not me telling you, here's a list of rules you got to do. Wear your hair this way, wear your clothes that way. No. You follow what God says. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, we hear this, you are all children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. In the beginning, God said, let there be light. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the beginning, God laid it out. This is light, this is not. And as I wrap this up, I want you to remember that God is light, and Christ is light, and in Christ, you are light. What fellowship has light with darkness? There's none. Light overcomes the darkness. But if you're not overcoming that darkness in your life, then you need to turn to Christ and get that light. And that's why I give out flashlights, because the light came into the world. It's God's light when it works. In 1 Peter chapter 2, it's written, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of Him who hath called you out of darkness and into His marvelous light, who once were not a people, but now are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul." We all need to hear the message, Christ is light, in Him is no darkness. We are light, and the light vanquishes the darkness if we don't resist, if we don't turn our backs, if we don't do what it is that God says not to do, 
And we do not refrain from doing what God says to do. He says to assemble ourselves together. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. There are those in the world right now who are trying to make it happen. The Christians do not gather. But whether we gather in a building like this or we gather in a cave somewhere, I for one will continue to gather so long as I have breath. In 1 John chapter 2, it's written again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past and the true light now shineth. Don't hold on to the darkness, folks. Don't hold on to it. The darkness is destroying this world. And having a hand in darkness is going to destroy you. And unfortunately, the possibility exists that that destruction could be forever. God's Word makes that clear. And I need you all to go into your part of the world, wherever you are, and shine. Shine. Let the light shine. Show people by your living within those boundaries, the biblical boundaries, not my list of rules. Living within the boundaries of God's Word, let your light shine and draw others out of the darkness and into that light. Now let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank You for Your Word. I thank You, Father, for assisting me in gathering Your Scriptures together to share with the congregation that meets here and those who will gather, Lord, either around a, a radio or a device of some sort and listen to this or watch it on Facebook. I ask, Lord God, that you would add your blessing again, Lord, to the reading and hearing of your word, that our ears would be open, our eyes would be open, that we would see with spiritual eyes. I pray this in Christ's name, that each one here, Lord, would walk in the light as you are in the light, as Christ is in the light, that we would not be people of darkness but we would all be people of light. And all of God's people said, Amen.